0: Back and Live, Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50 in the morning. Grateful to be with you again. Thanks for your time and the opportunity you take to uh, be with us here uh, every Wednesday morning. Wanted to introduce uh, the sponsorship uh, for this particular show, which is the Cominius Institute. At the Cominius Institute, we cross three bridges. Our first bridge is into, co- into the college area, specifically on the campus of IUPUI where I'm helping Christian college students to think Christianly about their subject areas and their disciplines and their futures, uh, the things that they hear in the college classroom as well as those things they hear around campus. We're glad to be there, glad to teach there as well, uh, glad for every opportunity that we, that we have. We are also grateful uh, to be invested in the community, and we do that in lots of different ways, most uh, principally uh, through our radio show, which we have I've been doing for over three years now. We have over 150 episodes. We've had over 200 guests, and we are grateful for every single person who has been here. We are introducing to Indianapolis to each other. And that's the real focal point here is to uh, showcase Christians who are doing good in the community, uh, which is what we are all about. The third bridge that we cross is into culture. And so I'm constantly writing and speaking on lots of different things, uh, lots of different new opportunities to be writing here. In fact, this week I'm writing like crazy because there are all kinds of things popping up uh, for us in terms of uh, essays as well as contributions to books, articles, things like this grateful for those opportunities, the latest of which, by the way, you can actually access uh, on our websites, uh, going to CominiusInstitute.org, and learn about the theological foundations of the abolitionist movement. But today, we are privileged to have uh, Myra Lillard and Dee Kennedy back here with us again, thankful ever so much for their Uh, great work in CIRA, which is the Central Indiana Realtors Association. And I'm going to be going off screen here so I can get these ladies in the uh, queue here in our screen so that everybody gets to see them. And so we are grateful for you. Thank you ever so much for being with us here today and uh, for your time and energy in and around Indianapolis. So thank you ladies for your participation uh, in our show. Let's uh, start with you, Dee, since you've been here before. Just kind of give us a little bit of background history, a uh, little bit of biography about who you are and what you do.
1: Well, I am a um, Dolores Kennedy, of course, and we have. Uh, I am a real estate broker. I have been uh, in business for like 25 years. Um, uh, specializing in, in uh, single family homes, first time home buyers, uh, trying to educate others on the getting into home ownership, not only getting a home but keeping their home and knowing how to maintain their homes. So in the group that we're in, that is what we're about, is informing, educating, and advocating ownership
0: mm. that's, that's, that's fantastic and this is exactly what we want to showcase here today uh, we're talking about the Central Indiana Realtors Association on warp and woof radio and Myra Lillard is here thank you ever so much Myra for being here just give us a little bit of background on your biography
2: okay well thank you first of all for having me I appreciate that Yeah, so I am uh, a real estate appraiser uh, residential and commercial and uh, I tell you, I've been doing it a little over 25 years as well, mm-hmm. and I uh, just love the, uh, to have the opportunity to serve the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, often value is a key uh, component of that. And as the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so just to know that there, are, there is a, an honest broker out there mm-hmm. uh, you know in terms of being able to let them know, Uh, what value is and how that stacks up, whether it's a good decision uh, uh, to purchase or to buy, Mm -hmm. um, to sell, um, to invest, uh, all of those things, taxation, uh, just Mm -hmm. we cover the whole gamut and just being a part of Central Indiana Mm Realtors Association has given me a platform to share and Mm -hmm. to contribute, so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that.
0: This is uh, such an important work that you all do and I want everybody to know the history of the realist word again. I think we have uh, talked about this in the past. We have a podcast up if uh, folks are interested in hearing about uh, this the first time Dolores was here on the program with us. But I'd like you both to uh, comment on that again, uh, the historic uh, background to the term realist, because it's such a a different term than we know today from realtor. So give us a little bit of history on that. Tell us about the background to those things.
2: Okay, well the National Association of Real Estate Brokers was established in 1947, so a long time ago. And uh, at that point, we could not be a part, blacks could not be a part of the Mm -hmm. realtors. And so actually even coming up with that name, there was a fight to claim that as well. Mm -hmm. So to create a differentiation to let, uh, again, our community know that we are Mm there, real estate professionals. So we kind of had to uh, pioneer that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was a consortium of uh, black, professionals from uh, many states that came together to actually mm-hmm. launch uh, what is now called the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we also um, actually were a part of making the Fair Housing Act mm-hmm. come to fruition. So mm-hmm. we just celebrated that last year. Mm-hmm. So we have been pioneers. And, uh, and yet we see that we we remain uh, uh, viable in yeah. our community to yeah. help and to ensure that we have the opportunity to gain the knowledge and the insight uh, for home ownership Mm -hmm. and to make it happen from a monetary standpoint Mm -hmm. as well and Mm -hmm. to um, right some of the wrongs that have been done in our community as well. We know about that from 10 years ago what happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, with the housing crisis that we've been a part of and just issues that come up. Uh, through the decades that mm-hmm. we, uh, are stalworth, we stand and and uh, fight for not only black people but all different um, disenfranchised mm-hmm. people. Sure. So, uh, and we come together with hearts of one. So mm-hmm. we're kind of like a rainbow coalition, in Sierra, <laughs> you know, because yeah. we come together with the heart. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. When you mention the concept of being one, I'm always mindful of Jesus' words in John chapter 17, where he says three times. Uh, to the Father that, that they may be one, that they may be one. And the focus, of course, of, is to, to reflect the Trinitarian uh, view that because you have three persons in one essence, you also have all of these different ethnicities, all these backgrounds, all these different folks, mm-hmm. and they have to be one in the body of Christ. Uh, in the cultural history and background of this, we're also concerned about issues concerning justice. And this, of course, is one of the primary uh, concerns of the Realitist Association, you mentioned the fight and then you also uh, the fight to to maintain and to commit to or having a place to have real estate engagement with lots of different people tell us just a little bit about the fair housing act i don't think that's something that many of us really think about so tell us about that and why that's an important issue
2: oh my well i tell you it is everything uh we have to make sure that Uh, We don't get lost. Uh, Things are pretty much set uh, in terms of majority standpoint. But when you look at the black community, Uh, Our resources are a little different. The way we garner our credit is a little different. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have to make sure that housing is available for us as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is uh, uh, the misnomer that uh, Black America, we are not fit for home ownership in a broad scale. Uh, Mm -hmm. And actually that is not true. Uh, The FICO scores just don't... uh, they're not set to actually tap into how we actually make purchases Mm -hmm. that's just one example Mm -hmm. Uh, but even to right the wrongs even with uh hud uh, you know at the beginning you know there were uh, things within deeds that wouldn't even allow us to uh, purchase properties Mm -hmm. we're talking about overcoming redlining Uh, we're talking about overcoming predatory lending so, uh, and these are just things in the past, uh, we're talking about, we yet fight for these things. Mm-hmm. One of the initiatives that um, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers that we are part of, mm-hmm. we are called Realtist, uh, we have uh, actually, uh, oh my goodness, has it been at least five years now that we've come up with the State of Housing in Black America Forum. Mm-hmm. And that has actually taken place. We uh, we work together with the, um, The um, uh, the forum that is there with the the black uh, congressional Mm. uh, forum and they do that uh, Mm. once a year. So the Sheba report comes out and really uh, exposes where uh, 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 the. Uh, the playing field needs to be leveled Mm -hmm. if you will so each year we kind of tackle different things and then we come up with solutions Mm -hmm. and that kind of feeds into what the initiative has been which is the the uh, 2 million new black home
3: mm-hmm.
2: owners within five years. Mm-hmm. And so uh, through that, we've been able mm-hmm. to garner support from various lender uh, lending institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been able to highlight that. So we're bringing that awareness even within Congress. So <clears throat> a lot of the, um, uh, the legislation uh, is addressed through that and different issues that even come up that affect us uh, in a way that might uh, uh, cause us to be uh, disproportionately affected mm. in a negative way mm. is addressed. So that is something that uh, it's held in Washington, D.C., um, <clears throat> typically in the fall around September. And we uh, have that platform, and it's actually proven to be uh, quite enlightening. And, uh, and so just kind of keeping that flashlight on mm-hmm. of our relevance and what we're actually doing on a day-to-day.
0: One of the things that strikes me as I think not only about what y'all do in culture around us, uh, but what happens generally throughout culture, all different aspects of injustices, uh, that we have constantly a necessity to be vigilant. Uh, One of the things, that's a word that just keeps popping up uh, for me in lots of different respects. Talk for a moment about the necessity of vigilance and the concept that that brings to your mind when I use that word, uh, how we are, uh, this is a constant issue, one that just never really goes away.
1: You know, um, some of the things, you know, there's this saying that if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um, when, But if we don't get that information, mm-hmm. we don't know that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that we try to do is in educating people and letting them know uh, that there is more out there I, I had a, a friend and I had have a friend that was told you never want to father <clears throat> excuse me that told her you never want to own a house don't don't you don't want to own a house because when the furnace goes out when the roof goes bad you can call somebody else to do that for you you don't have to worry about doing this yourself and I told her I said well you have nothing of your own You're paying for someone else to have Mm -hmm. equity in what you're paying for and I said you need this for yourself and that's what we need to let people know that there's there's the the pushing people to know that there's equity and and there's pride in homeownership Mm -hmm. there not only pride in homeownership you you know that that having something of your own that you can pass down Mm -hmm. to generations, to your children, your children's children, hopefully. And it builds, building wealth helps us Mm -hmm. in our communities because when we have that wealth and when we have that vigilance and doing something for ourselves, our neighborhoods look better.
0: Mm. This, uh, it strikes me to say this, uh, as you mentioned, both home ownership and the development of wealth, uh, that there are two of the 10 commandments at least that assume ownership that assume private property don't steal and don't covet mm-hmm. those two commands assume that somebody else owns something that you shouldn't steal or should, you shouldn't covet we fast forward to second testament teaching in places like acts chapter 4 32 to 37 for instance where it talks about the necessity of those who had in private ownership sharing with those uh, who do not have mm-hmm. and it This makes me think that we're not just sharing wealth, we're not just sharing things or material goods, we're sharing information. We're sharing knowledge, as Myra, you well said uh, early on, and Dolores, you've just been emphasizing this necessity of helping people to know that this home ownership is building something for their futures. So let's take that down the road just for a moment and address the issue of how do we think differently when we think about the next generation And when we talk about building wealth for the next generation, what are your thoughts that come immediately to mind when I say that?
1: I think when we know that we own, that there's ownership in something, I think you take care of it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, We were at a, a convention recently and this gentleman said that his grandmother had passed and they went to clean out the house. And he said his grandparents had lived in this house for 50 years and they he thought that they were going to sell their home. But their parents, his grandparents had rented this house for 50 years. And I Mm -hmm. think he said that they had bought the house over three times that they had paid three times what the house was worth Mm -hmm. in renting it all these years. Mm -hmm. And so they not only didn't have anything. For themselves, they were moving their things out as if they never existed. So that next renter could come in, Mm -hmm. which makes it, you know, really sad to know that you, they did not have the wherewithal. Or didn't know or hadn't been told Mm -hmm. had never been taught that this is something, you know, I don't have to rent from someone else or lease from someone else. I can. This is something that I can have. But I go back to when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And you have to have someone that is letting you know that this is what you want. You don't want to rent for the rest of your life. You want mm-hmm. to, when you get ready to tear down a wall, you don't uh, have to call somebody to ask them if it's okay. You tear down the wall and you know, expand your room so that you can have open concept in your home. You have that option to have home op- uh, open concept. For one thing, it's, you know, just an example, but we need also to know that it's not a dream. It can be a reality if you just, you know, if, and, and we have, I was, I always, I'm always telling stories, but I was in a, a restaurant not recently and there was a woman, there were some people that were way in front of me and I was ear hustling. Okay, so... <laughs> so I heard them talking, and she he was saying something about it. he had just come from California, and he had said that he had just sold or purchased a house, I can't remember which. And she says, "Well, she says I'm glad you got through because the only way that you can buy a house here in Indianapolis is you have to pay cash, or it has to be a uh, it has to go through HUD." And I'm thinking to myself where do you get that? Where do people get that? And she was passing it on because there was a lot of people in line. Mm -hmm. So we passing along misinformation. Mm -hmm. And there may have been somebody that's in that in that line that Mm -hmm. thought that they could once own a home but listening to that that myth is what Mm -hmm. we're calling it. Mm -hmm. They might think, well, you know what, there's no need, I shouldn't try because I'll never be able to, because I don't have cash to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. So that is what we need to do is to, in in pushing people and letting them know, informing Mm
3: -hmm.
1: is what we need. Mm
2: -hmm. Informing. Yeah, absolutely, and I fully concur with that, and I tell you, Dolores is just fantastic Mm -hmm. as our leader uh, within our organization because, Uh, You mentioned the word vigilance and I believe that that embodies our mission Mm -hmm. and uh, not only with Realtors Week coming up, of course, we're going to be talking about the ABCs of home buying. And so many other things in terms of, uh, you know, how to uh, establish credit, mm. how to repair credit, uh, just all the nuances of the entire process. But it does require vigilance. So throughout the year, uh, she's put on platforms. She and her team. To educate our community and that's where it starts. We mm-hmm. cannot assume that uh, someone knows mm-hmm. uh, the process. Mm-hmm. So we're out there heralding the cause mm-hmm. of home uh, purchasing but preparation as well because we not only want our community to be a homeowners but we want them to be educated. So it's not just about a transaction. Mm -hmm. We want it to have longevity. So we're talking about legacy building, wealth Mm -hmm. building. Mm -hmm. And so the more that uh, we can uh, gird up the community with knowledge mm-hmm. with that information not assuming that they've learned it in school not assuming that uh, you know someone uh, trained them and taught them the right way we're out there on the front lines making sure that they're going to be uh, quality home.
3: Mm.
0: Pushing the message is really important. You're listening to Lila, uh, uh, Myra Lillard here, as well as Dolores Kennedy from CIRA, which is the Central Indiana Realtist Association. And uh, you don't, those of you watching Facebook Live don't necessarily see my face. I'd much rather have you see these ladies, and thank you so much for that. But I, I also wanted to just mention, before we go to break, uh, one of the things that Dolores mentioned just a moment ago about telling stories. Please don't stop telling stories. Tell stories all the time because stories are what really motivate people to action. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio TV at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. And this particular day, we are going to be taking a one-song break. And when we come back, we will be talking uh, once again with Myra Lillard and with Dolores Kennedy. Thanks ever so much for joining us. One-song break. We'll be right back. Facebook Live, thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, My inability to keep my tripod in place. Uh, Thank you for... (laughs) I wouldn't ever blame it on my twin, Never ever. (laughs) No, this is really going great, ladies. Thank you ever so much for all the good information. It's fantastic. and um, So uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to actually interact with these things with all Whenever I come up to multiple names and multiple words in a title, I'm always messing stuff up. So thank you for being patient with me and hanging there with me. Uh, The issues that you're bringing up are, you know, I keep talking about issues of justice and and those kinds of things. I think that's really a powerful and important concern for all people um, across the board. It doesn't matter ethnicity, doesn't matter class, doesn't matter uh, nationality. None of that stuff matters. What matters is do we see people uh, with worth, value, and dignity because they've been made of God's image? And so that's really where uh, we want everybody to come out at the end of the day and focus on those kinds of things. So, if you're, by the way, I'll just mention this because it flew through my brain for a moment. Um, If you're ever interested in having a statement someplace and I know that yours yours is a public agency, but if you ever want to have a theological biblical theological statement a paragraph about why you think this is important for the Christian community Mm -hmm. or why you think that this particular emphasis is uh, driven supernaturally from the one who made us, I'd be happy to help with that if that's something you ever want to do Yeah, excellent Where do
3: you ladies uh, uh, worship?
1: church My, I, I, well I'm twofold okay I am a member of, of uh, overcoming okay. the church but i my sunday school overcoming does not have sunday school right so my sunday i go to my i'm a sunday school member of grace south of star church and so because i love sunday school i i i,
3: yeah, love sunday.
1: I tell you i remember just,
3: what we were just talking about it like, yeah. and, and i tell people as you get older it's your option whether you want to do church like i had to do yeah. church Yeah.
1: kids
3: yeah. should have to do church yeah. I'm, I'm i'm just saying you know not 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 giving any room yeah. to folks who don't want to go when they get older yeah but children need church especially our children because that's the only sense of social structure that they're going to see before they go to school i mean no no defense young white kids play tennis they play baseball they swim they have all these cultural things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just in their everyday life, mm-hmm. our kids get picked up by grandma when mama go to work. Yeah. When grandma uh get the boy and she tired of him, the sister comes and picks him <laughs> up at four o'clock till the sister gets off her second job. Mm-hmm. And that triangle doesn't create the the psyche mm-hmm. of dealing in a social setting. So mm-hmm. church was where I learned to be I I got pinched in my ear and that little fat yeah. under. <laughs> Man, I said, my grandma. How does she see all this stuff? You know, but but seriously, it it had me prepared to know I couldn't act any way mm-hmm. in certain places, mm-hmm. and that's where we learned our social
2: skills. That's right. And Myra is a member of uh, the caring place. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do have um, Saturday church for just that. So mm-hmm. we call out the community, and we get those little ones, and we have Saturday.
3: Church. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Yes. You know yeah. It's so important, but we, we act like we don't pick up on those little nuances, oh, yeah. but that's major. that's major. That is major. It really is. Ten seconds, Mark. Ten seconds? Oh, my. Fast
0: break. We are back. Warp and Wolf Radio at RadioNex.tv at the Cool Groove site. Every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50, our great producer, Harold H.B. Bell, my twin, my brother. Grateful <laughs> yeah, for our... looking for you. We like to have a little jaw time here in the studio. Uh, Harold H.B. Bell has been doing this for eight-plus years, grateful for our three years together, and over 150 episodes with over 200 guests. We're grateful uh, for those opportunities. Uh, Looking forward to a different venue in a couple weeks. uh, We'll be shifting uh, to a new place and a new space, so looking forward to that. But today, we have the special privilege of having the Central Indiana Realtors Association with us, Myra Lillard. Dolores Kennedy are here, and I'm going to shift these uh, for Facebook Live viewers. Going to shift it away from me, back toward these ladies. We're going to be talking here in just uh, the last segment of this show about the realitist week and the practical outworkings and implications of what does it mean for home ownership, fair housing, and wealth development within not just the black community, but within, in all communities uh, where people may be disenfranchised may need help uh, that isn't afforded to them in other places, and uh, just generally speaking, uh, need the kind of education and information this particular association can give. So uh, once again, grateful for uh, having you on the show, ladies. Thank you ever so much uh, for your dedication and your service to the community. Uh, Let's talk a little bit, since we're uh, engaged in this particular discussion here about Realist Week, let's promote that a little bit and talk about that upcoming week in april
1: uh realtor's week is a week of 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 information mm. uh, we have fair housing uh our our actually the realtors week is is uh, formally from the uh, april 7th i'm getting all tight on april 7th to april 13th but we tie in april 3rd as well because that's our fair housing summit and we have all of our our group go there and we spend the day with fair housing issues. Um, and so that's that starts it off and then during the week of the following week, we have different things that's going on. One day we do a day of service where we're going to be at the Catholic charities where we will do volunteer there many of our members will go there and then we have a membership night where we'll have a bunch of people from the the community come in and to get more information about um, real uh, Sarah. Our group, Central Indiana Realtors Association, and then on that uh, Saturday, which is our Community Day, which is our big day, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a day of information informing. We'll have our lender council, which will have people that will help to um, in informing people. And uh, um, what's the word I want to use? Informing people. Lost it <laughs> anyway, letting people know counseling counseling people on 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 home ownership, getting your credit in order uh, what you need to do to mm-hmm. start. It could be somebody that is ready to purchase a home tomorrow. It could be 2 years down the line, but we have people that will walk them through the process. Tell them what they need to do. You know, all of these things that they need to do in order to become a homeowner and then we have, we will have people who have. Um, panels there where we will have financial planning we will have uh, the ABCs of of, uh, of home buying uh, how to get started mm-hmm. because sometimes people don't know how to get started you know they say you know I want to buy a house and then they ride down go down the street and they see a sign in the yard and they call that person and we don't want them to call a the person there we want them to call someone that's going to be speaking on their mm-hmm. behalf they are somebody that's going to be working in their best interest, because as I tell people all the time, when you call the number on that sign, they're working for the person behind that door. And so we want them to know that they have an advocate that will work for them and no primarily for them, and that they will be able to give them all the information that they need, mm-hmm. the pertinent information that they need to purchase a home. Uh, we have a down payment assistance. We'll have someone from that will come and they will tell them about their down payments uh, assistance uh, that they offer. Uh, we uh, and how to get over the fear of home buying. As I said before, I had a young lady that said that her dad told her never purchase a home. Mm -hmm. We want to let people know that there is no fear in it. And 1 of the things I, I tell people say that it's such a headache. In order to get ready to purchase a home and I tell them the only headache that they should have in this home buying should be an experience, not a headache and what it should not do is the only. Problem that you should have is if you've seen 4 or 5 homes and you've got to decide which one of those homes that you, you want to, you know, to purchase, it should not be a dread and we want to let people know that there is. Life after that dream mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be just saying I wish I could you can mm-hmm. and we can as I said it, it could be the next day two three years down the line we have people that's in our group that will walk them through and will stay with them through that through that process so that they can be homeowners and be so happy mm-hmm. you know to to have that sign in front of them to say first time homebuyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: It strikes me that uh, there's some important words here. I've I've heard the word community, communication, and then counseling. And so when we think about building communities, the necessity of coming together with other people that are going to help us seems like Mm -hmm. that ought to be just kind of second nature to Christians. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is actually what we're supposed to be doing for and with each other. And then of course the communication issue is, like we say in real estate, location, location, location. Communicate, 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 because this is the only way people are going to learn. Back to your myth uh, statement where you were ear hustling. Yeah. And by the way, I have never heard that phrase before. Thank you very much for attuning me to a new cultural uh, high here. Uh, overhearing, for those of you know, in my in my bailiwick, you know, that's what I would call that ear hustling. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Anyway, back to that story that you suggested where people are passing along uh, mis- and disinformation, actually, uh, which is really an unfortunate uh, case. So, and then beyond that, the counseling. So once you communicate it, you have to actually come alongside people Mm -hmm. and go through the process of constantly talking about this over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is something that's an ongoing process, uh, something that's gonna take a long time, years and years and years, not only to develop, but then to sustain in the years and the decades yet to come if Jesus doesn't return anytime soon. So those are important and powerful concerns for us. Uh, Myra, let's uh, jump back to you for just a moment and uh, talk a little bit about the history that you have in this particular association. As I understand from some of what I read, uh, you were a past president, is that correct? Yes. Of the association. Tell us about the importance of leadership in this organization. You had mentioned Myra's good leadership, or I'm sorry, Dolores' good leadership. Uh, let's talk about the kinds of leadership that you brought, some of the things that you made a difference in as you were creating and uh, prospering and, and promoting Sierra uh, throughout the, these years.
2: Well, I tell you, I, um, I don't know, I would say great leadership, but uh, certainly the start and it, uh, in every new venture, it takes someone to uh, to take that helm. Mm-hmm. And so I was that person, but I think we had a great start. This was back in uh, 2012, mm-hmm. actually. So we were the charter organization. And of course, Dolores uh, a part of that and spearheaded so much of that. But we had a dream, we had a vision, we wanted to make an impact within Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. We knew what the National Association has done across America and why not here? Mm -hmm. Where you have a group of dedicated professionals with one mind, one heart, mm. uh, and willing to stick with it. Mm. And uh, so I believe that our core group had the tenacity, mm. uh, you know, had that mindset to get started and to situate ourselves in such a way that we had that staying power. Mm. So uh, we we had our little bumps along the way, but uh, thank goodness for a good, uh, consortium of people. Mm. We were able to weather that. We were able to grow. I think we started with 10, Mm -hmm. and uh, now we have uh, well over 50 uh, dedicated members. We're not just talking membership uh, sign on the roll, but people Mm -hmm. that are actively involved. We have membership uh, meetings once a month with just um, amazing uh, information chock full of, uh, to help uh everyone uh in um, pretty much anything that is related to real estate housing uh we had one actually dealing with the the five-year plan in terms of the uh, white river uh park you know just to Mm -hmm. kind of keep people abreast of what's happening Mm -hmm. how we can position ourselves how we can help so it's building the professional But it's also giving us enough information that we can take it back to uh, our home buyers, Mm. uh, the community at large. Uh, what are the programs out there that would help a struggling homeowner to uh, replace their furnace or to patch their roof or you know so we have uh, uh, members uh, such as INHP that have those kind of programs So it's a lot of sharing that goes on and it didn't just happen today I think we started you know our core values are such that we, have always wanted to give back. We've always wanted to build up uh, not only ourselves, but those around us. And to have that staying power, not so much a cliche or making again, like I said, a transaction, but to have ourselves positioned in the community where they know us, that they know that we care about them, that whatever the situation is that comes up, if we can at all help, that we will. Mm -hmm. And so we find ourselves pretty much in a resource position as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, even in terms of the collaboration that we do uh, with the, the purchase that may not qualify with XYZ company Mm -hmm. so we've actually established uh, through this leadership that we have here in Diana before her uh, a lenders council it's a panel of lenders that saying hey let's just put our resources together here and figure this thing out Mm -hmm. you know we may not be able to get them positioned at this particular company but The program that's at the other company may be able to help. Mm -hmm. So that level of sharing, you just don't see it Mm -hmm. uh, in in most places. Uh, We're competitive by nature. You know, everyone's looking out for their victim, but not at Cira. Mm And uh, so that's, a, that's just been a, a continual encouragement for me, mm. uh, even as a stand uh, buyer, just kind of look in and say, wow, we, we're doing this, mm. and we're doing it year after year after year. And uh, it's growing, and all the programming that's been set uh, from um, past leadership, Uh, Starting, of course, with myself, it's just gotten better and better. Uh, Not only Realtors Week, but also our flagship uh, program that deals with um, uh, our luncheon that that comes up, our Trailblazer luncheon. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, again, giving recognition. Of course, uh, you know, people uh, do things from the heart. Uh, You know, we have uh, primarily uh, Christian values. I mean, we've just... uh, we've just all been connected like that and so part of that is saying hey let's recognize those that have gone before us Mm -hmm. those that have made an impact not only in our lives you know you mentioned the fact of you know uh, just celebrating women Uh, my greatest hero uh, I should say is my mom Mm -hmm. uh, because she let me know uh, about homeownership Mm -hmm. and it's something that uh, you know the example that Dolores gave with Getting counseling from someone not to enter into that—we take those things to heart. So, if I have a mom such as mine to say, "Hey, one of the one of the key things that you have to do if we're talking about legacy uh, and wealth building, you have to own something." Mm-hmm. So uh, that stuck with me because I wasn't always involved in real estate. You know, I've had a. my other former life in corporate America and it's like oh because of her example real estate was one of the the first things that came to my mind in making a a career change because Mm -hmm. I entered into you know, uh, family life with children and and things like that. So it showed me that I had the freedom to be able to do something beyond what I could see, you know, right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me the ability to dream and to say, Myra, there are possibilities here. You can do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, she was my she was a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. And so I was so happy when Dolores had come up with that. Say how how perfect, mm-hmm. and you see so many people in our community. They this is their probably the only time that they've really been recognized, mm-hmm. and so for us to have some small part in that is just uh, it's uh, just a tremendous experience. Mm-hmm. So I can go on and on, but just
0: that's okay. No, stuff. this is this is your time to highlight those kinds of things. That when you mention the issue of trailblazers and pioneers and so on, I'm always mindful of what Paul said in in Romans 15, he said, I don't want to build on anybody else's foundation. Mm -hmm. And his whole point, of course, was uh, that this message and his work uh, should go into uh, various places in ways and um, by means and with people that may not have heard in the past. So that's a real important uh, concern for us uh, as we think about this particular luncheon. By the way, when uh, we talk about the luncheon, uh, let's talk about that just for a moment because Uh, that's coming up in June and I want to give you just an opportunity even though it's a few months away to give a plug for that and and why that's so important
1: Uh, this luncheon uh, as Myra has said it is to recognize those that may or may not have ever been recognized before and some of the people some of the recipients of that and one of the big Myra has been a recipient of that Uh, Myra is has one of the highest accreditations. Of appraisals in the United States, mm-hmm. and she was our first president. So we're so happy to, <laughs> to have had that 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 um, opportunity to have had her to be our our president. We've had uh, the first. Uh, we've had um, the first um, person that was ever able to be a member of my board, which is Metropolitan Indianapolis Rose of uh, Real Estate broke. No. In, in metropolitan Indianapolis, Board of realtors. Board of realtors I'm so sorry. Uh, she was our first. She was denied three times to be a member because of a cover skin. So she was able to. Um, she when well, we recognized her as being a trailblazer because she blazed the trip. Without her. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. be here. So that is, uh, that's one of the people we have. We have someone that was, uh, the first, uh, minority, uh, franchise here. In Indiana so these are the people mm-hmm. that we want to recognize I mean we we feel like these are people that have blazed the trail for us so that we would be able to be who we are today and it, and so that's what where that came from because we know that there are people that have done things and nobody's ever said anything you know they did it and, mm-hmm. and that was it but we're glad that we are have been a part of that uh, as I said last time when we were here we had um the gentleman over in ransom place that was was one of the first home builders over there and you know they came a few years back and they were wanting to take that land to make a, a big majority gro- grocery store but those people fought because they could not go anywhere else where they finally were able to go they were trying to upset them from there they did they stood their ground and they stayed there and they're still there uh, he has since passed but that community of people a lot of the people that live in that area ran to play, they, that started there, if they're still alive, they're still there, and or even their families are still there in that, in that area.
0: It strikes me that uh, as we think about some of these issues that uh, one of the concerns that we ought all to have, uh, no matter who we are, is the concern that sometimes uh, green trumps every other c- color, mm-hmm. and that we are driven by our monetary excesses. So let's come back to the issue of wealth development, because I, I really want to make sure that everybody gets this. Uh, we're talking with two ladies here from the Central Indiana Estate Association, who uh, are in the process of not only developing people, but helping people develop wealth. And that's really a crucial concern for us uh, as we think about our own families. So let's go back to that for just a moment. And uh, we talked, I heard you both use the word legacy a moment ago. Part of the legacy that we leave, Proverbs is very clear about this, that the uh, benefits that a father leaves to his children are those things which are material goods. It's not the only thing, of course, that he or his mom should leave, but it is a key concern. So let's talk about the necessity of building wealth for the next generation and why that's so important for everybody.
2: Absolutely. Well, I can tell you, first of all, without financial literacy, we're up a creek without a paddle. Mm. And so it really has to start um, at a rudimentary level. Uh, You know, we have to learn to budget. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we have to, and and quite honestly, uh, for every dollar, at least this is how it's been in my home, um, that we believe in tithing. Mm -hmm. So there are principles that have to start at the core. Mm -hmm. And so we have to give to the work of God. We have to give to ourselves in savings. And then we have that extra that's left over uh, to do what we have to do and see uh, how well we can be stewards over it. Mm-hmm. So I think with what we have, we've certainly done it in the past in terms of even uh, incorporating financial literacy, even for the young people. So it really does start there. So it we have to get that mindset that we have to be ready
1: Mm.
2: we have to be ready and you can never start soon enough Mm. and uh, so this is where uh, with home ownership I think with moms and dads in the home of course you know we've had uh, to overcome a lot of obstacles You know now especially in the black community where we're talking you know 70 percent are with you know raised by moms only Mm -hmm. Uh, we're having to overcome hurdles but that doesn't mean that we can't overcome that just means that we have to work a little harder Mm -hmm. so uh that's why uh, we play such a, a role to let our, our uh, neighborhoods know that we are there to assist and to help. And, and uh, we have some of our members that go into uh, the school system uh, to do training in financial literacy to to learn that hmm, maybe a bank account is a good thing to have, mm-hmm. maybe a savings account is good to have, mm-hmm. and you can start. You know, you can start at a very uh, young age and uh, maybe the detriment of a buy here, pay here, okay? Or going to some exchange place to cash a check that's gonna charge you all these service fees, you know, uh, that you'll have to do if you don't start, uh, you know, establishing yourself. So just little things, it's, it's uh, the slight edge effect. So you don't have to do anything big at once, but we start with the mindset and in honoring ourselves honoring god um you know honoring those that are our uh, elders in training us and sometimes it's in the home and sometimes it's outside but we are one big community mm-hmm. so uh so with that I, I think that's the basic that's the basic level that we have to launch for our young people, and then it's easier now when we're talking home ownership because we have a baseline, we have a good foundation to build on, then we can start uh, bringing our young people in with a different mindset as opposed to spending, you know, working from paycheck to paycheck.
0: And they they themselves then are learning by your own practices and the example you set before them.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Dolores, from your point of view, when you think about uh, building wealth and legacy into the next generation, what are your thoughts about that?
1: My thoughts are um, teaching starting early, Mm -hmm. as Myra has said. I have a a granddaughter that, uh, I have three grandchildren that when they were born, I opened bank accounts for all of them, Mm -hmm. and then every time I would have a... uh, a transaction close. I would all put money into their accounts each time and so as they got older when they would get now my granddaughter back to my granddaughter if you would give her 50 cents 45 cents would always go into the bank hmm. she's always been that way and she's 24 years old now and hmm. she still does that today of course, I have a grandson that if you gave him fifty cents, he's going to spend fifty five cents. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's better today mm-hmm. because he has learned the 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 values of having having something. And what we we want to do is teaching them early so that they will have that foundation and know that if I save today, then I can get mm. this tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's it's okay to wait till tomorrow because mm-hmm. sometimes we're in this popcorn uh, society where we want everything right now and we have mm. to get to the point where we understand that sometimes it takes a little while it, it, it may not all come at once and as, as I was saying sometimes people want to buy homes very early and sometimes they get into that rent to buy or that contract mm. sale that it ends up making them in worse shape than when they started mm. and that's why the education comes in informing people uh advocating for uh home ownership but home ownership the right way Mm -hmm. that they will not uh just get into anything because it happens it's it's happened it happened back when we were having the crash and it'll it'll happen today unless you get you know pull someone's coattail and say you know what hold on and because we are i am a salesperson a broker but i would rather and i have done this times before i've I've said you know what it's not time now you would think you know that's my bread and butter that's how i'm going to eat but i want them to get into their home and to stay there, mm-hmm. and to be able to, and stay there until they're ready to move on to the next home. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to have someone to, to, to tell someone, you know what, it, it's just, just not time yet. And I've had some that have waited, and I've had some that go on to do the home contract, and they regret it and they come back and they'll say, you know what, I should have listened. Now I'm ready to, to wait. Mm-hmm. So it's giving them that education, giving them that foundation, and letting them know that it doesn't always come overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, it sometimes takes some time.
0: This has uh, been a fantastic discussion here with Myra Lillard and also with Dolores Kennedy. And uh, I just uh, let your granddaughter know that I'll be uh, calling her later about loan. Uh, I mean, really seriously. Uh, this has been a great discussion, and thank you, uh, everybody, Facebook Live, for hanging in there with us. Thanks for your uh, constant interest in this particular show, and all of the folks that we're bringing forward uh, to see uh, every single week uh, as we bring uh, Indianapolis Christians. Uh, who are doing good in and around the community. Next week, we'll be back again at 11 o'clock. We'll look forward to that. Pick up our podcast later on. It'll come out later on this week. Uh, We will push that out along with our friends uh, here, Myra and Dolores. Thanks again to uh, HB for his producing behind the scenes. Grateful for him. For Josh Collingwood, who uh, does all of our tech work. And then also for uh, Polly Riddell, who makes such tremendous connections for us in and around the community. You've been listening to Warp and Wolf Radio at radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We'll see you next week.